0: Good morning, Servants Church. Welcome to our Sunday morning worship service. Most of you know that today we are having a children's focus service. This is our kids church service that we're going to start to do on the fourth Sunday of each month. What you probably don't know is that this service is for everyone of all ages. The theme today is New life in Jesus. And the truth is, whether you're really old, like me, or really young, like somebody else, we all need the new life that we can have in Jesus. So this service is for everyone who's willing to listen. We're going to have some lessons that are at younger kids' uh, age, and at the very, very end, we're going to tie it up with what we might call a grown-up corner, where we talk about this truth uh, at, at at a rate that any adult, hopefully, will get something out of.
1: Hi everyone it's nice to see you I'm here with a few helpers today and we're gonna attempt to give you the Bible story this week so last week the Martin family told us about how Paul had had this radical this super duper cool thing happen to him when he was on the donkey and he was riding on the road to Damascus do you guys remember there was a bright light that shone? And the angel of the Lord said, Why are you persecuting me? And Paul said, Oh no. And he was, he was blinded. And God said that he was persecuting <laughs> Jesus, himself, his son. So Paul had this yeah. radical change. He was somebody who used to hurt people in the church. And then when God showed up, He changed his heart and he made him someone who loved the church. In fact, he loved the church so much that he wrote lots and lots of letters to the church. And we have those in our Bible now. And so there is a really cool verse that Paul wrote. And this is what it says. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold all things have become new and what that means is that god makes us into a new creation now i want to ask you helpers do you remember when sarah had her caterpillars and the caterpillars ate lots and lots of food and do you remember they made themselves a little they made little cocoons and when the caterpillars wriggled out out came butterflies so all things can change can't they so when we ask God to change us can he change us do you think God can take the things that we do and make it better I think God can do that I think God can do anything because God is so strong is so powerful so when we do things that are naughty Do you do things that are naughty? Not me. Not you? Are you sure? I do things that are naughty. I do things that are naughty all the time and I have to say, God, please forgive me. I shouldn't have done that. God can change us and he can make beautiful things from the messes that we make. Isn't that nice to know? That's how much God loves us. Now, do you guys know who God sent us to help us with our sins? Who did God send to help us? David. Jesus, that's right. Jesus came because he loved us. And what did he do on the cross? Do you remember? What happened to him on the cross? He died. He died. That was really sad. But what happened a couple days later? Did Jesus stay dead? No. What happened? He rose again, okay? So that's what God can do. He can take us and he can change us and make us beautiful. So let's just finish with a prayer, okay? Let's pray, okay? Lord, I pray that you will make us new, that you will help us to be more like you and to trust in you every day. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Did you find it hard to sing that song, I've decided to follow Jesus? You know, sometimes I do, because I have decided to follow Jesus, but sometimes I feel like I am turning back, or the cross before me sounds, well, a little bit scary, and the world behind me, well, kind of feels like something I would miss. And if you didn't pick it up yet at this point, we're talking about that new life is found in Jesus, and this new life is really a transformed life. And so sometimes when I think I've decided to follow Jesus, I wonder, have I actually done that? Do I really believe, and am I really experiencing new life in Jesus? It's important for us to recognize that when Paul talks about this, that he's not talking about some kind of self-imposed religion. In fact, he says that explicitly in Colossians chapter 2. Paul writes, If with Christ you died... Why, as if you were still alive in the world, do you submit yourself to regulations? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. These have indeed an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion and asceticism and severity to the body, but they are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. In other words, when we self-impose religion on us, it doesn't really change us. It doesn't really change us from being people who live for themselves to people who want to live to know Jesus. But the answer for for what it means, at least the simple foundational answer for what it means to to have new life in Christ is also found in the book of Colossians chapter 2. Here's what it says. Uh, Therefore, Paul writes, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Now, I want to kind of share three principles, kind of tying into some of the things that we've already heard this morning. We've heard this morning that God can change us. We can go from caterpillar, pe, caterp, I can't say that word, caterp, a bug to a, uh, to a butterfly. We can, God can do that, right? This is kind of what we see in creation. But also that God, when He changes us, He, he teaches us to, to live the way Jesus lived. How does that happen? Well, these verses in Colossians 2 really kind of help us understand that. So I want to give you three ways that new life comes to new life comes to us through Jesus. The first one is this: New life begins when we receive Jesus as Lord. Paul, Paul wrote, as you have received Jesus the Lord. To receive Jesus as Lord, it, it's not as complicated as it sounds. It might be a bit scary, but truly it's it's us recognizing that only Jesus is good enough to rule over our lives. Think about uh, how, how when we've ruled our lives, every time we try to take control of our lives, it doesn't always go too well, does it? It, it tends to go pretty pear-shaped. If you've ever been in a, in a relationship, a toxic relationship, where someone else is ruling you your life, you know that doesn't work very well either. But Jesus is Lord. He's the good Lord, the good God who's taken on flesh. And only he's good enough to rule our lives. And the good news is he will do so eternally. There's nothing that can take his lordship away from him. So new life begins as we receive Jesus as that Lord, as that ruler and king over our lives. But also new life develops with Jesus Paul went on to say in in this Colossians passage, he says, As you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and, and established in the faith. It's interesting, when he says walk, rooted, built up, all these words have to do with something happening. There's an action, there's something taking place. When he says walk in him, the idea is this new life, it's relational. That Jesus is with us every step of the way. When he uses the term rooted, it's the idea that this new life, it's organic. It's not something that he's manufacturing in us. It's really that he's growing us. And when he uses this term built up, it's the idea of intentional. The same way if you're going to build a building, you have to have a plan. You have to know what you're doing. And you have to actually put bricks and mortar together or it's not going to happen. So in the same way, we are being made like God because this is his, or like Jesus because this is God's plan. So we need to be intentional to walk in that plan, and we can be guaranteed that Jesus is intentional uh, to to see that plan come to pass. But also, lastly, uh, new life flows from this eternal truth that we learn about Jesus, that we've been hearing about this morning. Again, the the Colossians passage passage says this. It says, uh, being rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Now, when Paul uses the phrase, the faith, what he's talking about here is not the act of our believing, but the person we believe. It it, it could talk about the the truths or the the ideas or the, the, the doctrine that we believe, for sure. But that doctrine is based on this historical person, Jesus, who came and lived a perfect life and died for us on the cross and rose from the dead. He is the object of the faith. He's the object of our faith. So when Paul says being built up in the faith, established in the faith, he means our our stability, our foundation is really Jesus himself, who he is and what he's done. And that's something that doesn't change. It's not something that's up for debate. It's what God has said about himself through Jesus. But also, I love the fact that Paul says it this way. He says, just as you were taught, in other words, we don't need to look for new information about Jesus, what, G- what Jesus has said about himself and shown us about himself that's been revealed through the, the apostles and the prophets that we have in the New Testament. That is sufficient to know that we're in the faith, right? But also, it says that Paul says we should be abounding in thanksgiving. And the idea is that we don't just kind of understand the truth or get it conceptually, but that we actually are thankful. We're thankful for who God has shown himself to be in Jesus and what he's doing to make us like him. You see, truth transforms us into grateful people. So this new life in Jesus, it begins when we receive Jesus as Lord. It develops as we walk with Jesus in relationship. And it flows from this eternal truth that we're learning about Jesus, who he is and what he's done. And so I want to ask you a question before we close up the service and before I pray. Have you received Jesus as Lord? If you are watching this today, have you received Jesus as Lord? Do you believe that he's king and he rules? And do you want him to rule over your life? You see, this might sound not like kind of a scary thing, but it's actually really good news because he loved us so much that he died so that, not so that he could have the right to rule us, but that we could be changed so that we would be able to stay under his rule. We'd be able to benefit from the goodness of his rule. You see, Jesus loves us that much. He died to make it make us able to, to follow after him and to have this relationship with him. And it starts when we believe that he is Lord and we receive him as such. Do you, have you received Jesus as Lord? Do you believe that he is that? If you haven't, then you can do that today. All, all, all it really means is that, that you are responding to what God's doing in you. If, if you're convicted by the fact that you know that Jesus should rule your life and he doesn't, that's a good thing. It's a good thing that you know that. And if you are convicted, if you're feeling that, then pray to him. Ask him to forgive you for uh, 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 not letting him rule your life, for, for pushing your rule away, for trying to ignore your rule. Uh, ask him to, or his rule, ask him to, to, to do what needs to be done to bring that new life that he offers into yours. Now, if you've already done that, let me ask you a question. Those of you who do believe in Jesus, who have received him as Lord, are you developing in that new life? Are you walking with Him? Are you rooted up and built up in Him? Are are you When you're hearing the Bible being taught, when you're studying things, the truths that you heard at all different kinds of age levels this morning, did those truths produce a new life? Did they help you grow in life? Are they transforming you into a grateful person? If they are, we praise God. And if they're not, ask God again to forgive you and to change you. In fact, I want to pray right now for those of you who are watching who don't yet know the Lord and those who are watching who do know the Lord. I want to pray for all of us right now. Father, I thank you that you have given us new life in Jesus. You transform us as we draw near to you. You transform us as we receive and begin to walk with you as our Savior and Lord. And Lord, I do pray for anyone who's watching today who doesn't yet know you that today might be the day that they come to know you. And for those of us, Lord, who have believed, Lord, we want to say afresh, we have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back. Help us to to make good on that claim by the power of your spirit and for the glory of your name. Amen. We're so glad that you could be with us today, and we really hope you enjoyed uh, today's kids service. God bless.